News. And this is Northwest News Radio 1000 FM 97.7. Watching our roads is Jay Phillips. He's in the High Performance Homes Traffic Center. In Tacoma on southbound I-5 at South M Street, a collision continues to block two right lanes, uh, about a quarter mile back up there. And in Seattle, road work suddenly going on on northbound Highway 99 at Ray Street. That's at the south end of the Aurora Bridge. Two left lanes are closed for road work overnight. And in Bellevue, northbound I-405 at Northeast 4th Street, a disabled vehicle is partially blocking the right lane there. Our next Northwest traffic at 1014. Coma 4, Shannon O'Donnell has our forecast, sponsored by Northwest Crawl Space Services. Well, hi there, everybody. Heading into another cold one. Temps dropping down to or below freezing for a bit of a chilly start. Could see some pockets of ice for the early commute. Otherwise, trying for drying nearly there on Tuesday and Wednesday with just isolated showers, but still running cool. Highs in the mid to the upper 40s. In the Coma 4 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Shannon O'Donnell. Mostly cloudy skies, 41 degrees in Seattle. News Radio 1000, FM 97.7. Stay connected, stay informed. Good evening, it is 10.05. I'm Kelly Blyer, and here are the top local stories. New information about a ferry badly damaged last summer after an accident in West Seattle. Northwest News Radio's John Lobertini reports it could be back on the water soon. The crash was as violent as it was spectacular. The Cath Lamet veering off course while going unusually fast towards the Fauntleroy dock on July 28th. Ian Sterling is with Washington State Ferry. It still needs some work done, and then the recertification needs to happen. It's annual inspection with the Coast Guard and that type of thing before it can go back in service. The captain of the ferry resigned without public comment. The Cath Lamet crushed like a tuna can. Repair costs are pushing $7 million. It still needs some work done before it can go back in service. So we won't see it for a while yet, but it will return to service. Sterling says the Cath Lamet will be navigating the waters along the Fauntleroy Vashon Southworth route as soon as later this month. John Lobertini, Northwest News Radio. It was a long trip back, but today marks the return of the Amtrak Cascades route from Portland to Vancouver. Amtrak pulled into Seattle's King Street just before lunch. Amtrak's Ray Lang. You know, prior to the pandemic, Amtrak was setting new ridership revenue and financial performance records for the Cascades service. A labor shortage was behind the Portland delay, but Washington's Department of Transportation is hailing the impact on traffic congestion and business. Ron Pate. This service is critical for our state, our region, our area. The Cascadia Corridor is an important corridor for economic development, moving people back and forth. Amtrak says 80% of the seats are full and more cars will be added to daily trips from Portland and Seattle. The president of Finland is touring the United States, and today he was in Olympia. Northwest News Radio's Jeff Pogela. President Salin and Easta addressed a joint session of the legislature highlighting trade and defense partnerships with the United States. But the focus was Finland's efforts to join NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Russia's attempt to limit our freedom of decision and finally its attack on another sovereign neighbor made our decision clear. Throughout the Cold War, Finland and Sweden largely remained neutral, but in light of the invasion of Ukraine, both countries have applied for NATO membership. Jeff Pogel in Northwest News Radio. The waiting period under Washington's death with dignity law would be shortened from 15 to 7 days under a bill now being heard in the state house. Senate Bill 5179 would also eliminate barriers such as allowing the drugs to be mailed to patients who live far from hospitals and pharmacies. Opponents like retired cancer surgeon Dr. Robin Bernhoff say what the other side calls barriers are safeguards written into the original initiative 15 years ago. Bernhoff says terminal patients are vulnerable to 
manipulation by family and caregivers. They fear becoming a burden and their caregivers are often tempted to push them toward death. I experienced families wishing to deny simple routine care to their sick relative, often having months or years of worthwhile life remaining to end their burden, not that of the sick relative. The House has a companion bill waiting for a floor vote. A Social Security cost of living raise meant to help seniors and disabled veterans puts thousands of them at risk of losing a state benefit. Northwest News Radio's Ryan Harris. The roughly five to 6,000 seniors and veterans in this group are income qualified for a big break on their property taxes. And every five years, that exemption threshold is increased to target that property tax relief to folks who are most in need. Democratic State Senator Emily Randall says they hope the next five-year adjustment will fix the problem so they don't have to do this again. Meanwhile, Republican Senator Linda Wilson says they're in line on Senate Bill 5732 because they hear one thing quite often from their constituents. Their property taxes are going up and it's pricing them out of their own homes. So this isn't going to fix everything, but it will do something. So I, we urge support. The bill now moves to the state house after a 49 to nothing Senate vote. Ryan Harris, Northwest News Radio. Amazon is permanently closing eight of its Amazon Go convenience stores, including two in Seattle. Northwest News Radio's Kathy O'Shea. GeekWire reports, in addition to the two Seattle locations, Amazon is closing two stores in New York City and four in San Francisco. An Amazon spokesperson said the two Seattle locations at 3rd Avenue and Pine Street and 4th Avenue at Pike Street have been closed for some time due to safety concerns. The company says it's still committed to the Amazon Go format and will continue to operate more than 20 locations, including five other Seattle stores. Kathy O'Shea, Northwest News Radio. From the Beacon Plumbing Sports Desk in Las Vegas, it's the West Coast Conference Men's Basketball Tournament, Gonzaga against San Francisco. Right now with about 14 minutes left in the second half, Gonzaga up 52-46. to 46. Bill Swartz tells us why some Seattle Mariners players have left spring training camp. Ten Seattle players headed to compete at the World Baseball Classic, including all-star center fielder Julio Rodriguez for the Dominican Republic. Uh, since I was a kid, like, I was always being a fan of the World Baseball Classic, and I remember it was a dream of mine. When I was a kid, like, and I know the whole country's going to be like on our back, uh, basically cheering, on, cheering us on, and I know it's going to be a dream become a reality. J-Rod's on the same roster with Mariners right fielder Teoscar Hernandez, and the team's general manager is Nelson Cruz. In Cactus League action, the Mariners lost to the Cubs 6-3. The Gonzaga women's basketball team has reached the West Coast Conference Tournament Final with a double-digit victory over BYU. NFL Network insiders Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero both report the Seattle Seahawks and quarterback Geno Smith have agreed to a new three-year contract worth $105 million. If so, that deal is just one day before the NFL deadline for teams to use the franchise tag on a player. Sports with Swartz at 10 and 40 after the hour, Northwest News Radio.